Welcome back to the Man Cave Caucus Podcast. This is the Midweek Minute Edition, and I'm your host, Representative Ben Baker from Missouri. And I'm laying out the facts, the midweek update here from the office in room 403A in the Missouri Capitol Building. Outside, the Capitol grounds is enveloped in a a thick fog setting in, and it's a it's a perfect setting to just sit around the fire and chat about a few things happening, you know, here and there. So pull up a chair. First up, Trump wins bigly once again in New Hampshire on Tuesday. So the Trump train is continuing to steamroll through the Republican primary. And uh, DeSantis dropped out, as we had figured was going to happen last weekend, uh, right before New Hampshire, and that set it up to be a a head-to-head in the New Hampshire primary between the Donald and Nikki Haley. So if you look at this, Trump wins with a a whopping 54%. And Nikki follows with 43%. So, really a solid performance from Trump. Scooping up another 12 delegates, I believe, out of the 22 that were on the table in New Hampshire. But it seems as though Nikki Haley is not wanting to admit that it's over. And still hanging on. And hasn't dropped out as of yet. And it seems as though that um, Nikki's numbers is really not a true representation of Republican voters either. So one exit poll had 70% of Haley's votes being Democrats that switched over to vote for her and effectively really meddle in the Republican primary like I'm always complaining about, that happens in places where there is no closed primary. And Missouri is one of those states. We do not have a closed primary. We do not register by party in Missouri when we register to vote. Now, uh, we did put a measure in just a couple years ago where that you can choose to uh, affiliate with a party, but there's no mandate for that. So still yet, even in Missouri and in other states where there's no closed primary, Democrats can switch parties momentarily and vote for a Republican that is, in their mind, um, <laughs> better than maybe the leading candidate they don't like, which would, of course, be Donald Trump in this situation. So not a good look, you know, Nikki Haley, and really adds another red flag to the count of reasons why never Nikki is trending among a lot of Republican voters. So will she drop out after she loses, uh, what is it, South Carolina is next? I don't know. Who knows? I would think that she'll probably lose even worse um, there in South Carolina than in New Hampshire. And I think uh, South Carolina has maybe 55 delegates up for grabs there. So we'll, 
we'll see what happens with uh, the the primary and whether Nikki Haley gets out after South Carolina. But boy, she's really trying to hang on. Also in the news this week is uh, my own endorsement of Donald Trump for president. Now, I had actually endorsed a couple weeks before, but just recently was finally able to uh, put a video together for that endorsement. And in that video, I outline uh, a couple of the main reasons why that I am endorsing the Donald for president in 2024. So I want you to listen to Hey, everybody. It's Missouri State Representative Ben Baker, and I'm here today with some really exciting news to tell you that I will be endorsing Donald Trump to be the president in 2024. I'm standing in my office, and uh, my red chair with the Missouri seals in the background. Got a deer mount up on the wall in the background as well. You can kind of see... A few things that uh, may may give a a little bit away when it comes to uh, where I may stand on a few issues. Also in the background is a is a uh, plaque up on the wall that says, "I stand for the flag and kneel for the cross." Also is a a small bust of Jefferson on the top of my bookshelf. Below that is a lamp that is a Beretta. 92FS with a light bulb on the end of it in my office. So that gives a little bit of a... And then I have, of course, a picture in the background with my wonderful family. And, uh, oh, yeah, on the desk is... uh, Right behind my name tag on the desk in my office is... I picked these up, I believe, in India on one of my trips... And it's three little monkeys, the hear no evil, see no evil, say no evil, which is a really good uh, thing to keep in mind in politics and um, probably just a, a good practice for anybody out there. So I'll play the rest of this video. And here are the three main reasons. Number one, the border crisis. What's happening at our southern border is unprecedented. It's an invasion. We've got to secure our border. Donald Trump will do that. Number two is the crisis with our economy. We've got to stop the bleed on inflation. Number three, we'll be getting back to energy independence. Donald Trump did it before. He can do it again. And so if you want to make America great again, join me in voting for Donald Trump in 2024 for president of the United States. What do you think, everybody? I thought it was a pretty good video endorsing Donald Trump. So that was another development this week. Um, Let's see, what else do we have on the agenda? Uh, Let's see. You know, one of the things I wanted to bring up was, you know, for some time, many of us, who are conservatives, who have a little bit of a, I think, a good grip on where uh, this country is headed and some of the um, alarming issues that have been creeping in over the past few years. And namely, in this case, um, ones of the, the trans ideology that has been creeping in. And some of us have been seeing this and 
have been concerned uh, about what's happening with this and the gender insanity that just keeps spiraling out of control. So I want you to take into consideration this story. So this is in Canada. So, um, you know, it's happening there. But I'm telling you, if it hasn't already happened here in the United States of America, it's just a matter of time. But a 50-year-old male professor identifies as a 15-year-old girl and is not only able to swim on the all-girls club swim team there in Canada, but also change and shower with the 13- and 15-year-old girls. This is just unbelievable. And you think about this, what's going on with this kind of ideology and how that it puts our kids in danger. Your daughters aren't safe, people. There are those out there who are okay with this, with a 50-year-old man identifying and sharing these spaces with our kids, not to mention competing with them in the sport. So you better hide your kids, um, especially your daughters, because there are people who would agree with this insanity. And in Missouri, we're trying to actually do something about this and, and get something in place with a universal policy, at least for public schools, with bathrooms and locker rooms and, and places where um, people can be in various stages of undress. So pay attention to that. And um, if your school district has a policy, you need to pay attention to that. What are they allowing or what are they not allowing with that policy in Missouri? We don't have a universal statewide policy as of yet. So that means it's left to local control. Uh, in areas like my area, it's not going to be an issue. I'm sure the school superintendents and the School boards are not going to be okay with biological males being in the locker rooms and bathrooms of biological females. Um, but there are some places where this is happening. Next up, this week in Missouri politics. Wow. So the House is busy working bills through committees and preparing to start debating bills on the floor soon. I have several bills in committee, presenting another bill in committee tomorrow in the morning. Um, but meanwhile, the Senate is just imploding. Tempers are flaring. Yesterday was another low point in the Senate where infighting has now gotten to the point where because of the bickering um, between the Freedom Caucus and the leadership in the Senate, the, specifically Senate Pro Temp Caleb Rowden, um, where that he made a decision to remove members from their committees uh, and their chairmanships and took their parking spots away from them. So now it seems that this has become so personal that it's, it's no longer about policy. 
which is what is dangerous and what many times is the end result of these kind of fights. Um, but it just becomes a vendetta uh, against each other personally, and it seems that everyone is losing as a result of it, especially those of us that are trying to get legislation across the finish line, good conservative policy. But if the Senate is in gridlock and nothing is happening and they're filibustering the journal, then nothing good is getting done. Now, yes, probably some bad things are not getting done as well. Um, but I would venture to say that um, we need leadership. I long for the day when we can work out our differences like adults and fight the Democrats instead of imploding from within like what is happening currently. I walked into a, a house hearing yesterday where the Dems were just gleefully laughing at what is happening in the Senate um, because it, you know, we're doing the work for them over there. They don't have to do anything. Um, so no good conservative legislation is getting accomplished and the Democrats are happy. But we desperately need leadership and statesmanship to, to move past this this ever-growing rift among Republican members and put personality aside and realize that if we don't at least attempt to work together to get some good things done, then everyone loses. Let's see. Last up on uh, the short agenda today is, oh, this is a good one, an anger management therapist is arrested after allegedly shooting and killing a homeless man. Wow. You can't even make this stuff up. Almost almost sounds like uh, something you would hear out of the, the Missouri Senate. And yes, it is a Florida man. So imagine that. Florida man is at it again. A Florida therapist who specializes in anger management is accused of fatally shooting a homeless man and stuffing the body in his car's trunk. In Dillon, Florida, the police said Travis McBride, 46, killed Clinton Dorsey, 51, and will likely be charged with first-degree murder. Police were alerted to the slaying Thursday morning when they received multiple 911 calls about it, according to McBride's arrest. Affidavit, an unidentified caller told a 911 dispatcher that a murder had happened and that a person was looking in the road, cleaning up the blood off the ground and searching for shells, according to the document. A second caller said the suspect was standing in front of the Deland address and when asked for clarity began whispering and said a murder was committed last night. Police found McBride and an officer saw a scratch on his arm and a red mark, which McBride said were caused by his dogs, according to the document. While an officer spoke with McBride, other officers found the second 911 caller who said she was scared of McBride, who fatally shot Clinton, 
Police went to where the woman said the shooting occurred and saw a large amount of drying water on the roadway, noting that it had not recently rained there. Uh Uh-oh. And they found a spent shell casing. The woman told police she witnessed the slaying and that she saw McBride drag Dorsey's body across the street and toward a wooded area. She also said that a few hours before the shooting, McBride had come over to her home looking for Dorsey because McBride claimed Dorsey had put glass in a jar to hurt his dogs. The affidavit said. Wow. So the anger management therapist said he was going to kill Dorsey, says this article. And also the woman said, told officers that McBride had threatened her and told her not to go to police. But nevertheless, the body was found in McBride's 2016 Nissan Versa hatchback. Sounds like the perfect vehicle for an anger management therapist. Nice little vanilla Nissan Versa hatchback. Oh my... Florida man strikes again. So, uh, I don't know. The moral of the story here is don't make the anger management therapist angry. So with that, uh, that wraps it up for the midweek minute. I hope you guys have a, a great rest of your week. Don't forget... Catch us on Monday for the next episode where Tim will be with me and it'll be a whole lot easier to listen to. Have a good one, everybody.